And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. It's a very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. And welcome to Haunted AF. This is a podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. I'm Rebecca Black. Now, coming up in just a little bit, this is how I have been spending my morning mm-hmm. is I've been doing research on Valerie's ghost story from last week. Okay. So you remember, she's the one in Santa Clara mm-hmm. and her baby was moved. Right. So I've been working on that all morning long. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. And then also we've got a couple of different Bigfoot people. Yeah. Yeah. You found a guy who might have had a sighting. Yeah. In the exact same area as where this last Bigfoot sighting was. Awesome. And then I, I mean, literally the exact same area. And then I found a woman who's got a Bigfoot museum. We're going to talk Fine. to both of those guys coming up in just a little bit. Tell them what we've got online. So we've got our t-shirts, of course, as well as our Ventaglio collaboration. Those are those beautiful protection charms. Yes, they're so pretty. Gold. By the way, Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, so the necklaces might be perfect. It might or, ward off an evil man. Or <laughs> even just the Haunted AF t-shirts or sweatshirts. Those I are know. great Valentine's Day yeah. presents. Yeah. What and else do we got? Are we talking about this? You've been working on something. I have been. I've been trying to put a new little uh, t-shirt logo together for us. It's badass. I hope so. It is super hot. So we're going to get it up. I know, uh, That sounded wrong. Rebecca's <laughs> been working really, really hard on this. And I, I think we're just going to have to commit to it and just make that happen. Well, like, I mean, we- yeah. So that's at hauntedaf.com. Yes. Um, just another reminder, I'm heading to New Orleans. Have I, you gotten any suggestions yet? Actually, Kim from the Booze and Bourbon podcast that oh, we started. Really, really good suggestions. Just keep them coming. I want those weird, off the beaten path things that people don't know mm-hmm. about. So send those to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. So let's just jump in with a story. We got All one right. from Heather recently that I think is freaking fantastic. When I was about seven or eight years old, uh, my sister and I went out to our back patio, and this was an enclosed back patio with one door leading into the house and one door leading out into the backyard. It was a night, but we had lots of lights. We could see everything and my dad's inside mom's at the store and my sister and I are out playing and she decides get up and go inside and I said I'm gonna stay outside and play do whatever after a few minutes I get tired of it of being alone and I say I'm gonna go inside I stand up and I start to walk toward the door and all of a sudden I feel a hand grab my right shoulder spin me around and all I see is a bright purple light. Like after you've looked into the sun and you can't really see anything except light. And what I hear in my face is someone saying boo, like a kid saying boo. And I start screaming, throw open the door and I feel something grab my ankle and I fall And I'm kicking and I'm screaming and I'm pounding the wall. I'm pounding the floor. My dad runs in and he's like, what's going on? And I look back and the door has my ankle, but it did not feel like the door had my ankle. It felt like something had grabbed my ankle. And so I'm screaming and I'm hysterical. I'm trying to tell my dad what's going on. And he goes outside and he checks and he says, honey, there's nobody there. And I don't go outside by myself for a long, 
long time. Doesn't that sound like the ghost of a kid? Yeah, or something? like just messing with her, playing tricks on her. Yeah, oh, <gasps> trying to jump out and scare you. And just a reminder: if you're going to send audio, because we have been getting really good audio mm-hmm. lately, it needs to go to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Everything else you can yeah. just DM us on Facebook or Twitter or on Instagram anywhere. But the audio stuff, which we love, the audio files. Absolutely. So that has to go through the Gmail address. So this is what I came up with this morning from Valerie's story. So mm-hmm. she's the one, she lives in Santa Clara. She had a six-week-old baby and she is watching TV and she just hears this voice say, yeah. was it check the baby? Yeah. So she runs in and looks and her baby, who's six weeks old, is out of the bassinet, which was on the bed up by the pillows. Mm-hmm. And the baby is laying all the way at the foot of the bed over by one of the corners. Right. So we had this whole discussion about how much can a six-week-old baby even move. So I looked it up. Yeah, not very much. I looked it up this morning and they said at six weeks, that's when your baby is lifting their head. That's when your baby is like, if you put them on their tummy. Yeah, they're barely lifting. They're barely lifting their head at six weeks old. Wow. They're also moving their arms a little bit when they get excited. But that's not enough, I don't think, to roll you out of a bassinet and all the way to the corner of a bed. Exactly. The apartments that they lived in were right next door to this Mission City Cemetery. Mm -hmm. And when I Googled haunted Mission City Cemetery, no, nothing. Nothing? There was nothing. The crazy thing, though, is Santa Clara is super haunted. There's like a gazillion haunted locations all around there. But this was the only thing that I could find about Mission City Cemetery. It's talking about Agnews Developmental Center, which is, uh, it closed in 2011. It's known to be one of the most haunted places in town. Its original name when it opened in 1885 was the Agnews Insane Asylum. Awesome. And during the 1906 San Francisco earthquake, it was one of the worst hit locations in the Santa Clara Valley. One of the buildings on campus collapsed, killing over 100 patients and staff. (gasps) Now, most of those victims were buried in the Agnew Cemetery, which is not open to the public. However, the other victims are interred at Mission City Cemetery in Santa Clara. Here we go. A memorial plaque there marks the resting place of those who are buried in unmarked graves. Oh, wow. So that kind of sounded to me like, you know, anytime you hear the old Scooby-Doo stories, it's like, oh, well, their grave isn't marked or they're not in the right place. Well, maybe that's the issue because this is the cemetery that was right next door to Valerie's apartment. That's all I could find on it. Wow. I think you may be onto something. Look at you, Nancy Drew. By the way, we actually got an email from Articus Crow, who's our favorite ghost hunting detective. That man is adorable. So cute. He is so cute. So cute. Twitter and yes. Facebook and everything. He says, this is your favorite ghost hunting detective, Articus Crow. <laughs> it truly is. How do you know? We love you. Writing from the bed of another haunted hotel. Ooh, what are you wearing? That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Boxers or briefs? Am I allowed to ask that anymore? I don't think so. I'm sorry. No. I apologize and take it back immediately. No, because every man worth his salt is wearing those, um, what do you call them? The boxer briefs? Yes, I love those. My husband wears those. Oh, I'm my totally God. totally down for those. Yeah. Like, real tight, like bicycle shorts kind of. I got some from my husband for Valentine's Day called Sacks. <laughs> I've seen those. Does he love them? <laughs> I haven't given them to him oh, yet. I can't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, X Prize, honey. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know how they go. Okay. Sacks. Um, do they have hearts and stuff all over them? No, they don't. <laughs> That'd be cute. We need to get them as our sponsor. Okay. Sacks. 
Okay, anyhow, read, okay, read so it. He says, I always listen to your podcast in the car or while working on cases, and I heard your call for more ghost stories. Unfortunately, even though we visited some of the most haunted locations around, including the Foley House in Savannah, the Old City Jail in Charleston, and the Partridge Inn in Augusta, we have yet to catch any definitive proof from the Great Divide. Bummer. So it was his last week in high school, and he and some friends snuck into Oak Ridge Prairie for a midnight hike. This place is famous for being gorgeous, but it also seemed to be a bit haunted because people were always committing suicide there. Ooh. Mm -hmm. He says some of us had worked there before as gate guards and knew the best way to sneak in, as well as the best paths to get to a sledding hill that overlooked the park. As we reached the top of the hill, we noticed a park ranger that was driving along the bottom. Oh, they're about to get busted. Okay, so we all laid flat on the ground as headlights of this car drove closer, but then we noticed a few strange details. First, the car was mute, no engine noises, no crunching of road leaves, just silence. As it stopped in the parking lot, just 100 feet from us, we also noticed that the headlights were dim and didn't brighten the bushes or trees that drove past it. Finally, as the lights of the car shut off in the parking lot below, we couldn't see any silhouette of a vehicle. We waited for five minutes trying to see if a park ranger or fellow intruder would make themselves known, but we couldn't see or hear anything. So then we went to the bottom of the hill to investigate, but he says, as the 12 of us reached the bottom, there wasn't a single car in the circle-shaped parking lot. In addition, the small parking lot was chained up from both sides. There was no way to get in or out without keys and a great amount of effort. To this day, whenever I reach the haunted site, I get disappointed that I didn't find any proof of the afterlife. I remember those experiences that I just can't explain. One of them will always be the time when we went to Oak Ridge Prairie. It's like the ghost car. Remember last season we had that guy? Wait, what guy? There was a guy in the parking lot and he oh, like yes. the car pulled up next yes. to him and then it just completely vanished. And then there was also the ghost plane. The ghost the plane. The people that yes. the giant plane where it made no noise, no sound, no nothing. And then that was a really good story. That was crazy. Yeah. Don't know what to tell you, Articus, Mm-mm. but keep sending those emails, yep. man. We love you. One of our regular contributors sent me a story this week and uh, I love this person. They always send the best stuff. The title of the story is Texas Man Admits Kidnapping 79 People and Probing Them While Disguised as an Alien. <laughs> Okay. So 73-year-old Arnold White was arrested after confessing to 79 kidnappings Wait, across- hold on. Is this getting you hot? Because I know you're probing dreams. <laughs> you know how I- I yes. know how you like a good probe. I was Arnold all along. <laughs> so he was- what? Uh, Don't say that. That's horrible. Across California, Nevada, New Mexico, and Texas over oh. a period of 40 years, Mr. White claimed that he used a mix of hallucinatory drugs to subdue his victims before carrying them inside his truck to assault them. In order to confuse his victims even more, he- disguised the inside of his truck to look like an operating room and he would wear alien costumes. Oh my God. He even used several handmade devices on his victims that he intentionally designed to look like alien medical equipment. Okay, real quick. The story is not true. Okay. Thank God. Oh my gosh. I thought, I legit thought this was happening and I'm like, how has there not been a movie about this yet? There should be. Okay. First of all, this comes from World News Daily. The story is actually from 2018 and it looks like they just republished it. Uh-huh. which is when our contributor found <gasps> it and sent to it. So just for the record, please double check your stories. Just do a little fact checking before sending them to us, <laughs> unless it's like completely <laughs> f-ing bonkers I, I, like this. I, I love the story. I, I love, love it. the story. I love it so much. I thank God it wasn't real. I, I went to Snopes and according to them, it, it's not even remotely true, but one article said that someone from NASA might've been misquoted. What, what? kind of, what are you misquoting to even get to this point? And from NASA, which is a legit... <laughs> scientific space. They would know what they're talking about, right? Could that be one of our haunted AFT shirts? Just space. space. 
Again, send all of that content to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. So we got some more audio. Don't forget, send this to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com because we love the audio files. This is from Nikki. Hi, guys. My name is Nikki. I love the podcast. I've been listening for a few weeks now. And you said that your ghost story well is running dry. So I thought I would offer up my own. Uh, well, it's my brother's, but he is too terrified of this shit to ever call you guys about it. So I'm going to do it for him. So both my brother and my mother have claimed to see ghosts their entire life. My father and I are just absolutely terrified by it, and I hope I never see anything. I just, I enjoy the stories, but never hope to have my own experience. But the most impressive one, I think, is from when my brother was about three or four, maybe. I don't know. When do kids start talking? Because he was able to relay to my mom that every night an old woman would stand in his doorway and he would wake up and they'd stare at each other and then she'd walk away. But the thing that he used to start crying and get scared about was that he didn't like the way that she walked. And we couldn't quite get him to explain what he meant, but he always just talked about, she walks funny. I don't like how she walks. It's scary. I can hear her walk. And he would go right back to sleep, but there would be other nights where he would wake up screaming and crying because there's this old lady who walks funny and with a weird noise associated with it, standing in the doorway staring at him. So this has been going on for a few months, I guess. And there was one day that my mother was home with my brother and she picked him up and threw him on her hip. And he was eye level with a shelf that had family photos on it. And he started yelling, that's her, that's her, that's the lady. And he's pointing to a picture of my mother's grandmother. And I think the real kicker is that when my great granny was a child, she was run over by a horse and buggy and it snapped her Achilles tendon. And she always walked with a drop She would drag her foot for the rest of her life. So I hope that uh, keeps your well a little bit fuller and keep up the podcast. Thanks, guys. So think about it. This kid, he's like laying in bed and the granny comes in and she's like, when she walks, the foot is dragging. (laughs) That would piss my grandmother off so much if she came in to check on me and then I started screaming over her foot. She'd be like, fine then. I was going to pull your sheets up. (laughs) But now. Yeah, you're screaming over my foot. Made me feel bad, so I'm going to go away. Okay. Hey, Rebecca, are you ready? I'm ready. Dead Head of the Week. Okay, to be fair, uh-huh. I did help that a little bit because they just sent the voices. And I was like, <laughs> we need... So you jazzed it up with some music? Yeah, too. we needed a little sprockets to go. <laughs> it does sound like sprockets. It does, it doesn't it? All I can think of is Mike Myers and that black turtle. Yes! Sprockets. Yes. So again, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. We need your Dead Pet of the Week theme songs. I'm so, We got one. I know. I I'm believe. excited. I'll take it. One is better than none. So you got a story? I do. According to vettedpetcare.com, it's illegal to bury a pet anywhere in California, even in your own backyard, which is why there are so many pet cemeteries all over the state. I had no idea about I didn't that. either. The most famous is probably Los Angeles Memorial Park, which has been in operation since 1928. They have over 60,000 pets buried there, including chickens, horses, pot-bellied pigs, and even some dogs that helped in the 9-11 rescue operation. Oh, That's so sweet. Uh, Humphrey Bogart has a pet buried there, as well as Bob Newhart, Mae 
West, Charlie Chaplin. Stephen King has pets buried there too. You know he's got a cat named Church buried there. This he's got to have a cat named Pet Cemetery is, is based on. on. I bet you're right. The very first MGM lion is actually buried there as well. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone referred to it as Leo, but he was actually named Tawny. And there's a picture of him on his gravestone with his best buddy, a tomcat, who's also buried with him. That's so sweet. I actually looked that up, and it's true. Like he's laying there, and he's got this little tomcat, yeah, laying on his haunches. Oh. But you gotta wonder, like, was the cat already dead when Tawny died? Did he eat How the is cat? he buried there with him, or it's inside the lion? Do you think? <laughs> I don't know. That's a little better than what I was thinking. I thought they were like, let's just kill the cat and bury him with Tawny. No, I hope that's not the case. So there is one ghost story from the Los Angeles Memorial Park, and that is Rudolph Valentino's Alsatian Doberman named Kabar, who allegedly still roams the ground, howls, and licks people's hands. Aww. Can you imagine getting a hand lick while you're out there? <laughs> That's terrifying. That's totally not what I thought you were going to oh, say. What did you think I was going to say? <laughs> Anyhow, look, I'm just going <laughs> to... In a pet cemetery? Is that what the kids are doing these days? It's LA. You got plenty of other places to go other than Wait the pet cemetery. Are you trying to tell me you've never made out in a graveyard? No, because Seriously? it's not a thing, you weird freak, oh, and tell that so story. It's totally a thing. It's not. Please when, explain, when weirdo. I, when I was in middle school in North Carolina, there was this place called the Youth Center in Burlington where we'd all go hang out and dance to the Gap Band. And, oh my God. But there was a there was a graveyard right across the street. That's where everybody and would, go make, you would go, make go make out. go to the cemetery to make out. Wow. Okay, so he, this is a really weird email that we got a while back. All right. um, this is from Barbara. She says, one day I was four, about four, and I was watching a show about a rubber ducky. I wanted one so bad. I shut my eyes tight and wished hard for a rubber duck so I could play with it in the tub. I just knew we would be the best bath time friends. After I wished and wished, I started watching the show again. And what do you know? A rubber ducky was sitting in front of the TV. I picked it up and kissed it and hugged it. My mom and Graham were the only adults there. So I ran to my mom and asked if she got this ducky for me. And she said, no, I've never seen it before. Ask your Graham. So I ran to Graham and asked if she got it for me. And she said, no, honey, I've never seen it before. Where'd you get it? And I told her in front of the TV after I wished for one. It never happened again. As an adult, I'm still trying to figure out how I got that rubber duck. I'm curious if anyone else has had an experience like this. Whoa. And she said throughout her life, she has told her kids, her husband, yeah. her ex-husband, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, trying to get an answer on this. And I would love to know if anyone has ever experienced anything like this. I'm curious if she ever tried it again. What if she has some special powers or something? Oh my God, I would be trying that no every kidding. day. No kidding. I'm like, I need a glass of wine. Let yeah. me think hard about yeah. it. <laughs> Now, the reason this really stood out to me is my dad had this girlfriend mm-hmm. when I was like 10 years old and she was a psychic and they would all get together and do like psychic things. Of course. And yeah. It was this real new age kind of group, but, um, <laughs> she, she would seances and stuff. A girl, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> like when I go to stay with him, we'd go and meditate and like, oh, my God, oh that's so funny. yeah, with the crystals. Oh, and, of course. Yeah. But this woman allegedly could make things appear for you. Okay. And that when you would be sitting there meditating, all of a sudden you'd hear something like fall on the floor and you would open your eyes and she'd be like this is what came for you but it would always be like diamond rings or these like I have so much jewelry from Louise once was this great big gold and opal brooch Uh but we had it turn into a necklace and I wore it for years I'll show it to you I I still have it to this day I would like to see it I also think Louise might have been a thief and she was just dropping her stuff off on you in case she got caught even at 10 years old I was calling bullshit on this 
stuff. You yeah. Know? But I also, there was a little diamond ring. It had two little diamonds in it that and, she stole um, for you. That she, <laughs> sorry. Well, she loved my dad. So I'm like, she'll give me anything. <laughs> Dang. But after reading Barbara's story, I was like, I don't know. What, what if was she, she was doing? Legit? What if she was for real? Yeah, Louise, just, call me. I like a jewelry fairy. I, I'm down for that. So you've got someone, you've got a Bigfoot story for I us. I do. This is a coworker of mine. His name is Sheldon Smith. And um, he saw the Facebook video of the Bigfoot in Washington. And he just starts unloading all these Bigfoot stories on me. Let's get him on the phone. Hi, how are you guys? I should call you're like the master of production at Intercom Radio, right? Well, I don't know about the master, but I do production. <laughs> well, you definitely have one of those radio yes, voices. Yes, he does, doesn't he? I've been in the business a couple years. <laughs> so <laughs> I posted the video of the Bigfoot that we found in Washington. And you were the first person to comment on it. And you offered to take us Bigfoot hunting if we needed to. Well, before I moved to Dallas, I lived in the Seattle area, so oh. I know exactly where that is. They actually built an overpass over I-90 for wildlife to go across the freeway. So they've posted pictures oh, it's before. A- it's been like cougars and elk. And it's a Bigfoot crossing. Like that. That's exactly but what it is. It's a Bigfoot crossing, right. <laughs> but that's the thing. Rebecca was just out there yeah. and talking to everyone. And nobody had any stories. And then, lo and behold, you have a Bigfoot story. Well, yeah, I, I guess so. Still not sure exactly what I saw, but we saw something. Tell us. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I was just going to kind of leave it as a cliffhanger. You were just going to hang up and we'd be done. Bye. (laughs) And that's my story. Uh, No. So like I said, I lived uh, in the Seattle area up until about six months ago, but about two, three years ago, we lived north of Seattle. We were headed, my wife and I were headed down to see her family in Southwest Washington, which is heavily forested where you would expect to see a Bigfoot if you were looking for one. Right. But we obviously were not expecting to see one because we've been there many times and had not seen one. But anyway, we have our dog with us and it's about a three hour drive from our house. And along the way, we noticed that the dog probably ate something she shouldn't have. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. So, <laughs> Emergency stop. Yeah. Dog right? farts. Windows were down. Let's just say the windows were down a lot. So as, as we get outside of town, my wife says, hey, maybe we should pull over and let Chloe do her business. So mm-hmm. you have to clean it up my brother's yard. I said, you know, that's a brilliant idea. So we pull over into a, it was a paved road, but I pulled into an area in the middle of this forest. So I get out and I grab Chloe out of the back seat and she was a little skittish, not like scared, but just wasn't herself. And it was enough that I noticed it. I didn't think a whole lot about it because, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere. Maybe she just smelled something that was weird. But apparently she did, but we couldn't smell it. Anyway, so she's walking around. She wouldn't go but a couple of feet. And she just looked at me like, I'm done. And just kind of went back into the car, tail down, not wagging anything. And so I thought it was odd. So I put her in the back seat and I come around to the front and just as I close the door, I look up and something that was very tall, but right along the tree line moved very quickly across the horizon. I mean, like booked it and it went kind of in a straight line. And my first thought in my head was that was a bird, but I I didn't, I didn't even say anything. And all of a sudden my wife says, did you see that? (laughs) And like I told Rebecca, I was like, thank God you said something because I thought I was going crazy. So (laughs) So she saw it too. About how far away from you was it? Oh, it was a good 40, 50 feet, and there were trees between us. And in that area, Weyerhaeuser had done a lot of clearing, so some of these were new growth trees. Right. And some of these right in front of us were. You know, they weren't like the 30-foot tall trees. They were seven, eight feet tall. Right. And this was right along the top of those. Ooh, oh, my gosh. We have like a height to it. Yeah. Again, at first I thought it was a bird, but a bird kind of would swoop, you know? Right. right. This was just straight across. Right. Like something moved right behind those trees. Wow. And, and that's why it registered as a bird because it was so up high. Yes. That right, makes more right. sense. Right. And now. it was dark. I thought it was a crow. It was so. a big old crow. What did your wife think right. it looked like? She. <laughs> she was convinced too that it was not a bird. Again, we couldn't tell if it was furry or not. It was just dark. We'll be right back. 
Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Right. Yeah. Very quickly. So we both thought, you know, maybe it was Sasquatch. That's all we could figure out. <laughs> Did anybody say it in the car at that moment? Yeah, we talked about it the rest of the way. It was only five more minutes to her, her brother's house, but we talked about it and we told them and they thought we were crazy. But of course. <laughs> of course. Nobody could believes be. the Bigfoot stories. Is it possible it was a bear? A it's possible. Bear. Absolutely. But again, I would think that a bear would be making noise, would it be moving around or something? Right. If there was no noise when I had the dog out. Again, I was back in the car when it moved, so I don't. I, we didn't hear anything because the doors were all closed and everything. And it seems like but, a like a bear would make your dog bark, yeah, right? I would think so too. Right. I remember noticing that the dog was acting a little different, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe I thought it was because you know she had the upset stomach or whatever. Right. I don't know, but it was enough that I noticed that she was not acting normal. It sounds to so. me like the dog saw something as well. Yeah, or or sent something. something. Yeah, and was like, yeah. "Let's yeah. roll." Well, thank you. We have not had a solid Bigfoot story in a while. Well, you yeah. still don't, but, <laughs> no, but I, mean, I believe it. I know you. I believe what you saw was something. There's something about it. Did you kind of get the feeling that maybe it started moving because you were back in the car? Like maybe it started moving because it felt like it was it was okay to try to get right. away at that point. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, that that would make sense. Oh. Yeah, we pulled up, scared it, it stopped to see what we were doing. It saw us get back in the car, and it was a chance. Wow, we see? took off. We're gonna have to all go. So because you guys. Have much more intellect into the Bigfoot thing. Right? I don't know about that. I don't know about that at all. <laughs> the Bigfoot intellect. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ooh. I'm getting t-shirts made for that. Yeah. <laughs> that, it's the council. It's the Bigfoot council. I yeah. like that. <laughs> right. And we still need the Bigfoot BFF. Oh, too, yeah. Because I, I was a big fan of those. That's good. I like that. We're going to talk with a woman who ran a, a, museum. a Bigfoot museum. And like one of her big complaints about the video that we shared last week mm-hmm. is that it's not moving like a Bigfoot. It's moving like a human which that's the thing when you when you look at that video it looks like your grandpa out there in a bigfoot suit trudging through the snow i think of like the military guys that wear like that full-on camo get up yeah it doesn't look like something that lives in the wild to me it looked like a human walking okay. but I, just, I can't imagine that a human in those weather conditions would just go up there for the heck of it but who knows well they they sure got media attention yeah no, you know for sure maybe yeah, that's, that's why we have another that's one true. it's on facebook and twitter another video that someone sent in mm-hmm. of a Bigfoot sighting and it's a guy who's out hunting and he realizes he's standing behind this tree or near this tree where there's this great big hairy something (laughs) and it's pulling huge chunks of wood off of this tree trunk and then digging inside of the tree and it's huge it's like seven eight feet tall super hairy and so you're trying to figure out is that a bear or what yeah you can see that uh, on our Facebook page or on Twitter because I can't get enough yeah yeah it's it's this whole video of you know the top five freaky animals that have been caught on film and two of them are really stupid one is clearly just like a naked meth head in somebody's backyard <laughs> but the one the one I couldn't stop thinking about last night is this film out of Indonesia and I guess these guys are trying to catch poisonous snakes at uh-huh. night Ooh. and uh, but you see this weird little white thing flit out of the screen on the bottom left and that's the shit that was keeping me up at three o'clock in the morning last night I swear it wasn't Bigfoot it was that weird little it looked like a chicken with long legs or something that goes running off and the guys see it and they start to chase it 
And I'm like, F that. Yeah, like, like, run the other way. Out. Why are you chasing that thing? Yeah, go find that video. It's, it's really fantastic. Thanks to Heather. Heather's the one who sent it. I can't get enough out of that video. Thank I you, Sheldon. Oh, thank you guys. We'll take you with us whenever we finally take the Haunted AF World yeah. Tour. Or if you go first, you know, just holler. We'll go with you. Okay. Yeah, just big, yeah. Okay, sounds, sounds good. Sound a Bigfoot off. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Sheldon. Thanks, Sheldon. Thank you. So now we've got Melissa on the phone. And since we've been talking so much about Bigfoot. Bigfoot all yes. day, every day. I, and and <laughs> Melissa actually reached out on one of the videos that we Yay! posted on Instagram. And she was like, well, I actually run a Bigfoot museum. Where are you guys located? We are just outside of Portland, Oregon. It's a town called Boring. Boring, oh, Oregon. <laughs> boring, not so boring because we got Bigfoot. I feel like that's a that's TV right. show or it something. It is a TV show. Yes. My husband actually suggested that we might be the most exciting thing in Boring, but <laughs> that's not true. There's lots of great businesses and lots of great folks here that are anything but boring. Okay, so the, <laughs> the thing that you pointed out on the Bigfoot video that we posted, you were like, that's not how Bigfoot moves. So first of all, how do you know yeah. how Bigfoot moves? <laughs> Tell us your story because this sounds juicy. There's always a scooping motion with the, the arms. Um, if you watch the 1967 Patterson-Gimlin film, you can kind of see exactly how a Sasquatch walks. Is that the one where he's like, oh, do, do, through? is that the one where yeah. he's like swinging his arms uh-huh. kind of? So that's what you mean, that kind of weird arm swing Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, unless you get somebody out there to do a size comparison and a gait comparison and yeah. things like that, you really don't know what it is. But I mean, we all want it to really be Bigfoot, don't of we? Course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he looks like a sweet Bigfoot, too. Right? Like a so, one. Have you ever seen Bigfoot? I have not. I have only heard them. Um, like you've heard them yes. screaming and stuff? Ooh. See, I worked for a show called Finding Bigfoot. I do TV and film production. You Ooh, say that like we're like, not going to know Finding Bigfoot. We love that show. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> my husband is Cliff. He was on the oh, show as well. Oh, gosh. Like you're like uber <laughs> famous. <laughs> Yeah, he actually um, has the second largest cat collection in the world other than Dr. Jeff Meldrum, who has the first. But we have all this evidence at our house. So that's why we decided to open the museum. We figured, let's share it. But uh, before all that, I was just taking a job on a Bigfoot show because that's what you do when you work in TV. You're just, <laughs> I didn't really think much about Bigfoot. I'm really into ghosts and aliens. So I took the job and we were in Turner, Maine on an episode. And that is the first time I heard one. What and, did it, okay, uh, what did it yeah, sound I like? Know, what like, did it sound like? Uh, like a madman in the woods just yelling. Like, you know, um, I actually heard them out here in Oregon as well. And then we have a, about 24 acres on our property and they cruise through from time to time. Also tree knocking. I've also heard that around here as well. To tell if there's another one around, you know, they'll do a call or a tree knock. And then if there's a knock back, that usually means there's another one in the area. That's Bigfoot Tinder. That's like Tinder. Swipe right. Swipe right. <laughs> we had this whole thing in season one, like one of the first episodes we ever had, a friend of ours came on and talked about this thing that he saw. He won't the, call it Bigfoot. No, it's just a big hairy, hairy something. something. But the way he <laughs> described his movement is something that's always stood out to us mm-hmm. because this thing stood up and what did he say? It was like eight or nine feet tall. Right. It's huge. And then it kind of jumped off to the right. Right. So instead of like turning around and doing that loping runaway thing, it jumped to get out of the way. But it was like a big silent leap. Right. And then we had this wow. other story about a Bigfoot that was moving from tree to tree mm-hmm. that this guy saw when he was hunting wild boar or something. Right. And just oh, as wow. I think of it as being that big kind of dopey lope. thing, but it sounds like they might be really stealth. Right. And wouldn't they have to be if they were able to kind of keep away and not be yeah. seen for so long? Yes. They are super fast. They can certainly 
jump. And a juvenile, that sounds a lot like a juvenile too. They, they will do, you know, tree swinging because of course there are species. So there are younger ones. There's baby Sasquatch out there. There's juveniles. Baby Sasquatch yeah, is my baby, dream. We actually have a cast of a juvenile print. Uh, I think it was about two of them. Yes. Oh my so God. So cute, right? Yeah. Screw baby Yoda. <laughs> I know. I mean, baby Sasquatch. Oh my gosh. You yeah, because time I do. I cannot believe how blessed and lucky I am. Uh, we're just so happy to reach out and be the safe place for so many people. I mean, so many people have come in and just didn't feel safe to talk about it with their own friends and family. Mm-hmm. So they feel like this is a safe space and it's a community center for folks who want to talk about Sasquatch and not feel like they're being judged. Do you have a website? We do. Um, and also we're on social media. We're on the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter, and it's North American Bigfoot Center.com. Okay. And then it's North American Bigfoot Center on all the social medias as well. And if we're ever we, boring, we we're coming to you. Absolutely. Exactly. And we're doing this thing right now where we have a huge wall of, of Bigfoot tattoos because oh, so many fun! people have really great tattoos. So we're doing a call out and we're just, we have probably close to 60 or 70 by now. And also if we go to your Facebook page, can we see <laughs> the baby Sasquatch print? Cause I really want to see that. Too. Well, you know what? I don't know if we did put that one up, but I could probably make that happen. Okay. Yeah. We'll, I will, we'll I will go, go make a it. specific post for you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, it's, you're so welcome. It's so funny. Sometimes when we reach out to people and they're like, uh-huh. I don't know, I'm a little busy or wait. You're like, yes, call me. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, I love it. <laughs> hey, anytime. Awesome. I love your podcast. I have been a listener uh, for uh, like four months now. So oh, I'm, I'm really, yeah, I, I love it. And I, oh, you're welcome. You guys do a great job. And I love how just oh. conversational you are and how you just, you're just living your best life. You can tell. <laughs> and you're having a great time. Oh, it's really like the best compliment that I think really, you could ever give somebody. It's it's like, really, you guys, thank you. And you, keep, you can tell you love it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And keep in touch. If you hear any, any good stories, reach out and let us know, or okay? see anything. I will do that for sure. Thank you so much. Don't forget, you guys, we need you to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever platform you are using to listen to us. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, or you can chat with us directly on our website, hauntedaf.com. And coming up next week, we're going to talk about some ring doorbell footage that we just got brand new stuff also we need to discuss this photo that just came in from savannah did you see yes yes go to instagram facebook go to all of the places it's actually the wife of ron who was in our very very Mm -hmm. first episode so she's not a ghosty person like us but she goes down to savannah with some girlfriends they're on a ghost tour and they got some pretty freaky stuff yeah in a photo so we're gonna talk about that get more details it's all coming up on the next haunted Mm -hmm. af all right, guys, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your platform is that you love listening to. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, or you can chat with us directly on our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Got to say thanks to Andrew Mamalaga for our theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we got to thank you, the listeners. Thanks for listening. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. Aww.